Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Big Blue Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hey, it's Dick Gabriel. Welcome to the Big Blue Insider. Taking a few days off. Last week of vacation before... Football sets in, so this week it will be the best of the Big Blue Insider. I'm going to start you off, though, with some basketball chatter, and we had a chance to talk with a man who directed the great series on Southern Hoops. Fritz Mitchell, who's a three-time Peabody Award-winning documentarian, has won seven Emmys, multiple noms, an Eclipse Award. He's on our celebrity hotline. Fritz, thanks for joining us. You're used to doing the interviews, but now I get to interview you. How's that? That's awesome. <clears throat> and by the way, it's uh, it's a history of uh, SEC basketball, so it's it's not Kentucky specific, but obviously, like Alabama and football, Kentucky has dominated basketball, so they will receive quite a bit of attention. Tell us uh, the timeline on this. I mean, you've been working in this for a while. Yeah, we. Uh, it came about about a year ago that I was. Uh, asked to do it because uh, the SEC loved the football documentary called Saturdays in the South, which was a 12-hour series in in eight parts, 90 minutes each episode. And they said, why don't we do something similar for basketball? So this is six times one hour. And the main difference is it will include some women, too. We'll do the Pat Summit story and the Dawn Staley story, some stuff on Teresa Boss, you know, a Teresa Edwards and Aaliyah Boston and things like that. So we, we spent, uh, we, we've already been to Henrietta, Tennessee to talk to some of uh, Pat Summit's relatives. That was sort of fun. I find it interesting that the uh, that the SEC is making this move with basketball because there's been a concerted effort over the last few years to really raise the level of basketball across the conference, hasn't there? Yeah, I mean, I have <clears throat> watched more of SEC basketball this past year because of this assignment. I I, don't, I always watch college basketball, but you know I, I kind of watch all of it. But I focused on the SEC this year, and I was watching. I think a Tennessee Kentucky game, uh, the first one they played this year. Jay Billis was doing the game, and I heard him say, "You know, the SEC is the best conference in America right now." Now it didn't prove out in the in the NCAA yeah. tournament, but. But at the time, he felt that they were the best conference. Yeah, Kentucky was one of those teams playing so well at that point and, and took apart Tennessee, but then Tennessee took apart Kentucky. And you could see either one of those teams or Alabama, uh, or not Alabama really, but Arkansas getting to the Final Four. But, yeah, it kind of fizzled out toward the end. But uh, still, it's it's interesting that the league has been so aggressive in really trying to market basketball and you mentioned uh, the series you did on football how long did that take you and your crew to put that together uh roughly two and a half years wow and uh <clears throat> yeah and and we we have a small crew we're kind of bare bones so we did it with a small crew and and uh i 
we did about 120 interviews and we had, as I said, 12 hours of programming and already we have 70 interviews done for this uh, series. So it just keeps building and building and building. And we're not, I have a busy summer ahead of me. I'm trying to get out twice a month to go to different states and different cities to interview more and more people. And that's the hardest part, isn't it? Trying to figure out when do I stop interviewing and then when the editing process, be, I'm sure it may already be underway, what do you leave on the, on the proverbial cutting room floor, right? Yeah, you you know, it's, it's tighter than it was in football. Like football, we, we could go a little longer on some of the pieces, but I generally try and do shorter, I mean, I try and do fewer pieces and do them well rather than a lot of pieces and give people the Wikipedia version, which yeah. I find boring. Yeah. Um, already we interviewed, uh, we've had, we had a great two, well, three of the great interviews we've had so far, Rudy Macklin at LSU, Derek Anderson at Kentucky and Chris Jackson at LSU. So, um, all have unbelievable individual stories. Yeah. And Rudy, a Louisville native, it turned down Kentucky said no to Kentucky and yes to LSU and ended up in a final four. As you know, I can't wait to see those segments. I know Derek's a great interview as well, isn't he? Derek's wonderful, and I didn't. I I feel badly because usually I know everything about a person when I go into an interview, and then he dropped the bomb in my lap about how he was raised, and yeah. I didn't. I was not aware <laughs> that he was, uh, you know, homeless at age twelve <laughs> without parents. His parents abandoned him at age twelve. I mean, that to me was crazy, and I just, and the interview went from there. Yeah. Yeah. I have talked to him about that. You're right. It's just really captivating. And then all of a sudden you realize I haven't asked you any questions about basketball. So uh, you've got to yeah. move on. Fritz Mitchell well, we, is my guest. Go ahead. You know, we, we try and mix the personal with the basketball and our goal, uh, our group is to make sure that we just don't do basketball highlights with sound, with sound bites talking about the games because you know, anybody can see that on YouTube. Right. It has to be more, it has to be more than that. Fritz Mitchell, my guest, he joined ESPN in 1998 uh, to produce long-format documentaries, and the SEC basketball documentary is in the works right now. So uh, that did, what's the, you've told me already, but what's the air date, the target air date for this? Um, it's still up in the air. Okay. Uh, it's, what I've heard is February. Okay. It's the latest. Okay. They, that's speculation. So everything is sort of a free form and floating, but right now it looks like February. You began as a researcher for CBS Sports a few years yeah, ago, yeah. back in 1982. When did you get the taste for long-form documentaries? Well, I really was Sports Century, in, uh, which aired in 2000. Those were 24-minute shows on individual athletes, the 50 greatest athletes of all time. That's sort of when I made the leap from four- to seven-minute features to um, half-hour shows and then hour shows and then series and stuff like that. But 2000 is roughly, if you want to pinpoint it, but you mentioned the research. My uh, first college basketball assignment was in 85 driving from new york city down to lexington to cover the uh the final four. Oh wow and and down in lexington the last small town final four yeah and i remember i was just blown away by it and i and i sat on the uh, uh 
the set with Pat O'Brien and got him stats and information and stuff like that. But of, of course, uh, you know, Villanova pulled that yeah. upset. But I, I remembered uh, Rupp Arena vividly when I went back and did a high school documentary in Kentucky on um, called Bluegrass Basketball, which is, was a three-part series there back in the early 2000s that uh, Ashley Judd narrated. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Uh, yeah. And since then, of course, the Super Bowl and the Daytona 500, the Masters, things like that. Uh, I, I know people... I didn't make the Masters, but I've done Super Bowls. Oh, really? I've done Daytonas. I've done Olympics, done U.S. Open tennis, done a lot of... Uh, you know, pro football, basketball, you know, college football, college basketball, uh, a lot of oddball sports too, a lot of the anthology sports that you would have seen on CBS Sports uh, Saturday, Sunday, uh, which, you know, ABC Wide World of Sports was their, you know, the competitor and sure. the leader in that field. Uh, but it, so I did ended up doing a lot of boxing and all, all sorts of strange sports. You mentioned the Sports Century series. That was really groundbreaking television, wasn't it? And it was kind of a daunting assignment. I've, I've read a couple of books about ESPN and about really the, the, the challenge. And there were people who thought, well, this is ridiculous. But it turned out to be one of the greatest things ESPN ever did, wasn't it? At the time, it was groundbreaking. Uh, sports documentary making was not very prominent. HBO had done a few. Uh, they focused mostly on, I think, at that time, the the baseball documentaries, and they were they were long form, and and they were usually always very good. They were first rate. These were shorter, uh, not as long, not one hour, not two hours, but a half hour on on each individual athlete, and it was kind of fun, I think, for the audience to see each week. Uh, the reveal of who would be as it counted down 48, 47, 46, 45, who's the next great athlete. And then, you know, there would be discussions and fans could argue about it. Why is this guy so high? Why is this woman so low? Whatever uh, stance they wanted to take on it. So it did generate a lot of attention. We're talking to Fritz Mitchell, ESPN documentarian, working on a piece on SEC basketball. You're listening to the best of the Big Blue Insider, 630 WLAP. From day one, we were told stories. Now, this is reality. The stories are real. Real people in the real world. Get the stories. The American story. News Radio 630 WLAP. When is the last time you took a good look at your house? Actually walked all the way around and looked at the exterior. Mold, dust, weather can drastically change the way your home looks and cause damage. Hydrosphere Services is the first and only call you need to make. Hydrosphere Services are the experts in pressure and power washing, plus they are certified, insured, and trained to give you the best-in-class cleaning services. If you are a home or a business owner, make the call now to Hydrosphere Services. 219-2200. That's 219-2200. Or visit hydrospheresservices.com. A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. <laughs> 
We all know the importance of nutrition and diet for a healthy lifestyle. We also know that dairy foods deliver great nutrition and value. That's reason enough why Kentucky families choose Prairie-owned Prairie Farms dairy products, like our two complete lines of delightful, creamy Prairie Farms yogurt flavors, fat-free or low-fat, both fit neatly under 100 calories per serving. Farm fresh quality from our family to yours. Farmer-owned Prairie Farms. The Livesey Group is a family-owned CPA firm conveniently located on Pasadena Drive near Nicholasville Road in Lexington. They can help with tax preparation for individuals, businesses, trusts, and estates, small business accounting support, including full-service payroll and outsourced bookkeeping services. All the Livesey Group services include free initial consultation and quotes. Bob and Bobby Livesey are native Lexingtonians. They are big blue fans and ready to serve you. The Livesey Group, your one-stop shop for accounting needs. Call 296-1913 or visit Livesey group.com Shamrock Bar and Grill on Pageant Drive has always been your home for good food, great times, cold beer, and the biggest games on TV. But did you know you can bring that world-famous Shamrock atmosphere to your home? Shamrock's is now delivering food, growlers, and six-packs to your door. Find our full menu at shamrocksky.com or call our Pageant Drive location at 269-7621. Call them up tonight for delivery. You can also have Shamrock's food delivered by Uber Hi, I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Pereira. Come join us for our podcast, Brand New. So what's really new about Brand New? Well, Stephen and I are not only longtime C-suite executives, we're friends. Because of that, we've got a lot to say about tech, entertainment, advertising, media, and marketing, what we call team. It's real talk from the inside, personal talk too, and it's meant for everyone rising in business or just interested in it. Just look for the brand new podcast wherever you listen. It's a brand new conversation you won't want to miss. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the best of the Big Blue Insider. We're talking with Fritz Mitchell, award-winning documentarian. He is working on a piece on SEC basketball, which we hope we'll see coming up in February. You worked with the late, great Dick Schapp on a piece that uh, was called Flashing Before My Eyes, which was a two-hour documentary looking at some of the folks that, that Schapp endured or encountered during his 50 years in sports journalism. What was that experience like, and where did that take you? It was unbelievable because it was the first time I'd done something more than a half an hour long. And all of a sudden I'm doing a two, uh, a two hour documentary and, uh, Dick was great to work with and, uh, unfortunately died way too soon. He died about a year and a half later. Um, the stories were fantastic because some of them were sports, some of them were news, some of them were culture, uh, cause he worked, he had such a broad background of, uh, uh, news and he had worked for the Herald Tribune and he worked for ABC News. He worked for ABC Sports and, and so he loved sports, but he had cut his teeth on news and new journalism. So there was all kinds of stories that were, uh, germane to, you know, American history, whether it was, uh, the assassination of Bobby Kennedy or the civil rights workers dying in Philadelphia, Mississippi in 64, uh, or the guy who founded the gay games or stuff like that. There was all kinds of uh, stories that, you know, were out, outside the box of sports. Does part of that include Secretariat? Yes, yes. He actually, uh, Secretariat? No, I did a story with Neil Leifer on Secretariat, okay. some of his photos. Because I, 
followed that up after Dick with um, a, a two-hour doc on Neil Leifer, the photographer, oh, and he wow. had taken a lot of famous shots at Secretariat. So, but the Dick story was more about um, Ali Dar and affirmed and, okay. and that series. Secretariat was included uh, in the Sports Century series, which for some reason rankles people when horses are mentioned as athletes. I'm terribly biased toward horse racing, uh, but you know, and especially Secretariat. I don't know how you feel about that, but I thought he belonged. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that was an argument at the time in the Sports Century. I, I definitely thought he belonged, um, and he still remains today in, in, in horse racing circles above and beyond any other horse. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you're, you're in bluegrass country there, but Secretariat jumped out more than War Admiral or, yes. or some of the other ones, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, and so I got to, I interviewed Penny Chenery twice, once for a story I did um, on uh, Neil Leifer's photography and another one based on a, a story that Bill Knack of Sports Illustrated had written about Secretariat. And so we kind of reprised that piece, and I went back and interviewed her again. I happened to interview Bill Knack the day Secretariat died. He was here uh, in, in central Kentucky, and so CBS Sports found that out and called, and, and I was running the sports department at the CBS affiliate, and they asked me to run him down and, and interview him. And one, you'll appreciate this, Fritz. One one of the questions I asked him was about the actual action of of Secretariat's physical, you know, his body. What made him such a great runner? Why was he so damn fast? He gave me a nine minute answer on Secretary on the action, as they call it. <laughs> I'm sure if you've interviewed Bill Knack, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, that great hind end of his and all that. But it was fascinating to me. I mean, But, he, uh, but the key point he would have mentioned was that his heart yes, was five times larger than right. an, a, a normal racehorse's heart. Exactly. Right? Exactly and right. That, and that was the, the story he had written. I think it was called Pure Heart. Yeah. And it was written right about the time you ran into him. He wrote a story about secretariat and 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 how it was during a certain period in time in his life so that he kind of romanticized that time his kids were growing up he was you know in his early parts of his marriage and and so there was something about that that uh you know when secretariat tied for him it was like a part of his life had tied yep you're right about that uh before i let you go i've got to ask you you work on? Did you work on a documentary on fishing? Yes, I did it. Uh, I'm a fly fisherman, and so okay. one day, uh, uh, my boss at ESPN, Mark Shapiro, came up to me and said, "Do you know anything about fishing?" I go, "Yeah, sure, it's my hobby." He goes, uh, "Do a documentary on fishing." I said, "Okay," <laughs> and I went out and I, I I followed in the footsteps of this guy James Prosek who had followed in the footsteps of Isaac Walton. And we went to England and Ireland and, and discussed uh, uh, the complete angler, which is as James Prosek, the, the guy who wrote the story, he said it's the uh, book everybody's heard of, but no one's actually read the third most printed <laughs> book in the English language behind wow. the Bible and the works of Shakespeare. Wow. Yeah. And what, what made it so fascinating? Uh, just because, I, I think it's about what fishing means to people it, it, and, and it's not about, you know, how many you catch or, or, uh, you know, how big were they? It's about who you did it with. 
and and the joy of that and being in the environment and and sort of for most people who love fly fishing or love to be out in that atmosphere it's it's almost like a, rel- a religious experience for them my son took a, a ymca course in fly fishing when he was young and he felt very accomplished after he finished. He, he, he was maybe eight years old. I know how to fly fish. And I thought, well, there are people who work their entire lives not really mastering fly fishing. How are you? Me? Uh, well, I like to joke it's the only thing I'm good at. My grandmother said I could catch a fish out of a mud puddle. So, <laughs> so I'll, I'll brag on that. Uh, well, <laughs> I would think you are pretty good at the documentary game. I know that they're all like your children, but do you have a favorite? Uh, I mean, maybe that complete angler because it married my hobby with yeah. my job. Okay. Uh, so there will always, you know, the shap piece that you mentioned was uh, special. Um, I've done a lot of them in the last five years that I've really loved working on, especially that Saturdays in the South, that series was spectacular. And I love being down in all the different SEC towns and cities and, and going to the games and interviewing the players and the coaches and the journalists and all the authors who wrote books about the stories. It's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, people, people all the time, you know, say, put me in your suitcase. I want to come with you. <laughs> well, I got a minute or two left, but could you give me the Reader's Digest version of maybe something that you learned about Kentucky basketball that might have surprised you? Um, I didn't know. Well, I mean, surprise me. Everybody in Kentucky knows everything about it. I, I'm, a, I'm a newbie. So I didn't, I didn't really know until I was watching a John Calipari YouTube that uh, the the checkerboard on the side of the uniform was because of secretariat. Yeah. yeah. I had never, I mean, I know that those were Penny Chenery's farm colors, but I didn't, I never put two and two together and said, Oh, secretariat. I'm a little vague that way, but, um, what have I learned, learned, uh, about Kentucky basketball that nobody else knows? I, I don't, uh, there's, I, I'm not an expert. Uh, I'll def, I'll defer to that. Okay. I think, uh, the best, book i ever read on kentucky basketball is called blue yonder by lonnie wheeler okay and it and it describes the passion of what kentucky basketball is all about where it starts uh where it emanates from and and why it is what it is today Uh, you know from 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 paducah to pikeville and beyond Well, that's a good place to leave it. And Fritz, I I hope to speak to you again before the piece airs. Thanks so much, and uh, I hope to see you again soon. Call anytime, Dick. Thanks so much. Fritz Mitchell, documentarian for ESPN. When we come back, more of the best of the Big Blue Insider right here on 630 WLAP. With over six decades of experience supplying some of your favorite Kentucky restaurants, Seaworth Superstore is one of the most respected names in the industry. My name is J.P. Gibson, the owner and proprietor of Gibson's Restaurant in the Brown Barrel in Midway, Kentucky. The reason we do our menus the way we do is to actually show Kentucky products. So like fried green tomatoes with a charred corn bacon cream sauce, pimento cheese burger, filets with the fingerling potatoes, the Cabernet Reduction with some charred Brussels sprouts, all these these items complement what we do here in Kentucky. 
So when we brought on this project, we had a lot of things that we had to overcome. The building was older, and Scott Elliott and Dan Adams over at uh, Seaworth were there for us every step of the way. They would do all the research and help us find the right equipment to match the building to make sure everything was a proper fit for what we're doing in our style of restaurant. Seaworth Superstore, your commercial culinary connection, 269-5964, or online anytime at seaworthsuperstore.com. Have you been dreaming of upgrading your home environment? Maybe a larger TV? A sound system so real you feel you're at the game? Music that plays throughout every room in your house, including the patio? Lighting you control with the touch of a button? This is Barney Miller, and our team of technology experts customizes technology solutions for Kentucky homeowners. Stop by our showroom downtown or visit BarneyMillers.com for more inspiration. At Barney Miller's, if you can dream it, we can design it. We've got the threat for a few strong thunderstorms on the move across the area this evening into the wee hours of the morning as a powerful cold front makes its way through the area. Tastes of September coming in behind that. Temperatures overnight into the mid-60s. We've got a mix of sun and clouds, a shower or two around on a cooler northwest wind for your Tuesday. Temperatures only into the mid and upper 70s. Overnight lows by Wednesday morning into the 50s for that first day of school in Lexington. During the afternoon, we've got a mix of sun and clouds and temperatures again only into the mid and upper 70s. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Bank of the Bluegrass and Trust Studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio Station. In a 30-second commercial for Absolute Services, I could barely explain what happens when your household drain line clogs. Every drain in your home empties through a single pipe out to the street. If that clogs, your bathwater, dishwasher, sink, shower, all that water backs up into your basement. I remind you that the toilets also drain out to the same pipe, meaning the water that backs up into your basement is also full of... We take care of your home, absolutely. Absoluteservices.net Of course... This is a 60-second commercial for Absolute Services. And with a little extra time, we can explain how to avoid a sludgy, stinky tsunami from gurgling up into your house. We can clear a sluggish drain for just $79, preventing a marriage-ending clog before the worst ever happens. And if there's a problem with the pipe itself, we can use remote cameras and modern materials to repair or replace that pipe without having to dig up your whole front yard. We take care of your home, absolutely. AbsoluteServices.net I had no idea buying a big screen meant everybody comes to my house for game night. And what do they bring? Chips. If it weren't for Boone's Butcher Shop, I'd be broke trying to feed them all. All right, let's see. Should I go for the pick five or get a meat bundle? Maybe one of Boone's freezer baskets. So many options. I'm going for the cookout special bundle. Now over to the deli for some cheese, grab some marinade. I love Boone's Butcher Shop. They've got it all. Boone's Butcher Shop. Top quality meats for less. 100 Old Bloomfield Pike, Bardstown. Online at boonesbutchershop.com. You're listening to Big Blue Insider with Dick Gabriel on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome back to the best of the Big Blue Insider. Here's an interview I did with Kentucky pitcher Darren Williams right after the season was over. He, of course, transferred in from EKU and helped win a regional title. I'm glad I got the chance to be a cat uh, officially. You yeah. know, I, was always, I was always in the stands of uh, Commonwealth Stadium and the Cliff and Rupp Arena since a little kid. So, um, And I'm sure I'll be back plenty and plenty of times. So, and you lot, you got that. that extra year, and, and yeah. it turned out to be just something incredibly special. But Nick Mangione said that you guys started looking into that the moment you found out. I remember... 
when you got hurt, Doug and I bumped into you and your folks, and you told us, yeah, I'm going to need surgery. Uh, but from yeah. that moment forward, you guys worked to get that extra year. What was that like before you found out you were going to get a chance to play one more season? Um, it was really emotional, man. It was really emotional, obviously, being the Kentucky kid and transferring into the school and having as good of seven weeks as you can possibly have um, as a player to begin last season. Um, and then all at once you tear your elbow and you get the news and you don't know what's next at all. And um, your elbow's in pain every day. You got to get surgery um, just to fix it at bare minimum um, without even having an idea of playing again. So it, it was really tough. It was really emotional. It was, a, it was a tough three or four days. I think we found out on Tuesday morning. And then uh, the news that um, my elbow was torn. And then Friday night, right before we played Missouri, coach told me that I was uh, eligible for a medical redshirt. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he told me during BP, like compliance got back to him and we, we have the ability to come back if possible. So from that moment on, you know, we were like, okay, that's probably the best idea if you want to continue playing and. Um, no brainer, right. right? No brainer for yeah. you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come the ability to come back. Obviously, I was doing a grad certificate last year in statistics, so and I had some of my MBA worked on from my time at Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. So it was, it was. I knew I had to go back to school and finish my MBA. So it was a really easy decision. You know what? I'm just going to do it here. I'm going to suck it up, rehab all summer, and um, take some classes. And uh, yeah, here we are. I got to admit that, you know, having covered sports forever like I have and, and covered so many injuries and, uh, you know, you hear Tommy John and my initial thought was, is this guy going to even be able to pitch next year? Um, yeah. You know, what did you guys talk about when it came to the timetable? And I guess in short, why were you able to come back, I think, quicker than most and pitch so effectively? Right. So as soon as, you know, I did it, uh, Josh Walker, who's who was our trainer last year, right. Um, our train, the trainer at LSU now, one of our, my really close friends. Yeah. He laid it all out. He was like, either you can have Tommy John, which is probably the safer surgery, the, um, the one that everyone does and you might pitch next May for us. Um, probably need to play indie ball this summer, like right now, um, if you're going to play at all, or you can do a new surgery, um, that was developed in 2014 by Dr. Dugas down in, um, Birmingham, Alabama, which the recovery's eight to ten months, um, and pretty much all they did was drill in the UCL ligament and put a collagen casing over it instead of a whole new ligament and yeah. restructuring my entire elbow like you do in. Um, so, given those two options, we I talked to Doctor Dugas when we went down there and on the phone a couple weeks before the surgery and. Um, decided that that was what I needed to do to get back to playing consistently this year. So we had the surgery May 3rd of 2022. And from there, it was just a sprint, you know, whole, oh, yeah. <laughs> whole, all I wanted to do was be ready by opening day. That was my goal. Um, be ready by opening day. And <laughs> coach Minge and coach Roselle were skeptical for a while. Sure. Uh, I was skeptical for a while. I was like, there's no way that I'll be ready February, mid February. Um, but just having the people around me that I did able to push myself, the teammates, you know, all fall, I couldn't practice really. I was throwing two, three days a week and 
having to watch them practice. They helped yeah. me get through it. And uh, we got to the finish line end of January. And at opening day, I was able to throw a couple innings and build up further and further as the season went on. It was just amazing because, yeah, you kind of eased into it, but it didn't take long before we could see you were pretty much back to your old self, maybe even better. And obviously a smarter pitcher because of experience. Um, sure. And I know, you know, I've, I've rehabbed three knees and, you know, it's just, it's tedious and tenuous and it's, it's painful. Uh, but if you want to do the things you used to do, and I wasn't obviously playing uh, collegiate sports, but I wanted to get back to doing what I was doing on the weekends and whatever. Uh, that's motivation. At least it was for me. Uh, I can't imagine that you even hesitated when it came to, to motivating yourself with rehab, knowing that you wanted to pitch for the Wildcats again, right? No doubt. It, it was easy to wake up. And it's easy to wake up and work out and go to the training room when you have the teammates like we had this yeah. year. I mean, you, you, you got to know this team. It, it wasn't just a special team because we made a super regional. It was right. special because the group was so much fun to be around. Like, Every I, I say this to people, it, it, practice did not bother me. Like, I enjoyed going to practice. And you don't get that. I've been on seven teams. Now. You don't get that, man. You don't. The the group that Coach Minge, Coach Roselle, Coach Coggin put together was unbelievable because of how much fun. It was easy motivated to come back to play for those boys. And, you know, it wasn't like last year's team was a prison gang or anything. It's just there was something about this year's team. And uh, I've told people that watching you guys, talking to you guys, uh, traveling, uh, you know, watching you interact with fans, there was just something that was charming about this team. You yeah. know, why, why did the Big Blue Nation wrap its collective arms around you guys the way it did, do you think? Honestly, because of the brand of baseball we played, you know, it, it was such a fun team. It was exciting to watch yeah. the brand of baseball that we played. We played really solid. You know, very best defensive team in the country. Yep. Our pitchers threw strikes. No one was out there on the mound. You, you're like, oh my god, this kid. He's slow. He's throwing balls. He's not fun to watch pitch. Every inning was fun to watch. Yeah. A lot of talent. Um, the hitters, unbelievable. You know, the the bunting and people can talk all they want about small ball, but it makes it exciting. Yeah. From a fan's perspective, to see action all the time, um, with the ability to leave the yard, we hit plenty of big blue bombs. You know. Um, so I, I think that all that, the excitement on the field, and then just the, the mindset that this is it for a lot of us. Like we had nine seniors. We had a group that, um, valued every day and, and wanted to just empty the tank every single day yeah. when they came to the field. And the, the fans really saw that and got behind us, especially that last month of the year when it got warm. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't blame any of them for just watching at home during February. Games. Right. It's cold out there, but towards the end of the season, those were the best crowds I've ever seen here. Oh. One, Those are some runs that people will not forget. Literally, they were the biggest crowds in the history of the stadium. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to happen with tournament time. But really, regular season, that last regular season weekend was tremendous. When it came oh, to yeah. the crowds, we're talking to Darren Williams, Kentucky pitcher, well, former Kentucky pitcher, but still a Wildcat. <laughs> um, you mentioned the fall and how the team came together, and you you alluded to the portal and guys who who had a choice and, and came here for one last shot at that brass ring. 
and when you saw it coming together in the fall, what kinds of things did you notice that told you, uh, compared to last year, again, not a bad group of guys, but compared to this year, what told you this, this group was special? I don't know as if it was the fall because I, I couldn't play in the fall. Um, I remember the game against Xavier. We were really excited to play, but again, it's Xavier. It's not SEC competition, right. so you don't really, you can't really judge off that. Um, I, I saw the talent we had. When I'm not saying last year's team wasn't talented, last year's team might have been more talented than this year's team. Wow. But you could see the talent on this year's team, and just fit the pieces in your head. You could you could play GM in your head and be like, okay, if this goes really well for this guy, if you know, Hunter Gillum plays the way I think he can play. If Grant Smith can play the way he can play in my head, then yeah, we're going to have a good team. And then we started just ripping off wins in that yeah. 17 win streak early. <laughs> in the year. And it was like, you know what? We have one of the best teams in the country. We can compete with anybody. Um, I, I remember the two games that really, three games that really stand out early to mid part of the year was uh, Friday night at Southern Illinois. I don't know if anyone listening to this even knows what happened in that game. But we were on the road. It's spring break. We're in Carbondale, Illinois. It's like 28 degrees. Oh, miserable. Miserable. Terrible. And we um, give up a run in the ninth. And so it's a tie ball game. Or we're down by one. We have to score in the top of the ninth or top of the tenth or something. And we come back and win that game. And you don't win games like that if you're not a good mental ball club. And that was the moment like, okay, this team's got some grittiness to it. And then we did the same thing the first game of SEC play against Mississippi State. And I know nobody uh, listening to this was at that game because Kentucky basketball was playing the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I appreciate you being there. So that, that, game was, that game was also yeah. freezing cold. We were yeah. down more than ninth. Kai's pumping 98, and we found a way to win. Um, and you just don't win games like that if you're not – a good team that is going to excel when things aren't going your way. And then obviously the game at LSU, you win at number one, the way we did yeah. just one of the most gritty games I've ever been a part of. in all my years, we knew we could compete with the best in the league, um, the best in the country. And that gave us a ton of confidence going to the back half of the year. So winning games like that, uh, I, I don't care if it's baseball, basketball, football, you know, you got to have some green wins if you're going to be the good ball club. And yeah. we sure had a few. More with Darren Williams up next on the best of the Big Blue Insider, 630 WLAP. See us. We see it. Hear us. You just don't hear anywhere else. Reach out and connect with us. A feeling of, you know, connected and like I wasn't alone. Covering all the things we can't get to on air. Yes, and listen to you online. At WLAP.com. Get ready to win your way to our 2023 iHeartRadio Music Festival and $1,000. You'll be there. T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas. September 22nd and 23rd. Streaming live only on Hulu. The iHeartRadio Music Festival. Capital One is a proud partner of the iHeartRadio Music Festival for the seventh year in a row. Bringing great products, rewards, and services to its customers. What's in your wallet? Keep your supper, and there's a safe, natural, easy-to-use solution to help make you feel better. Wouldn't you at least want to try it? That's why millions of people use Navage Nasal Care to help relieve their symptoms of sinus congestion, allergies, snoring, and other nasal-related problems. 
I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. Navage uses powered suction to pull saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, helping flush out everything that makes you miserable. Nearly 4 million people use Navage to breathe better, snore less, and feel healthier. People like Dee, a verified Navage user who writes, From years of having a permanently stuffed up nose to being able to breathe is life-changing. Food tastes better, and I no longer go through boxes of tissue a day, unquote. Navaj is the safe, drug-free solution you've been looking for. Available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, Target, and Navaj.com. Navaj, clean nose, healthy life. I am a soul line dance instructor. I've had foot pain, leg pain, everything pain. Rhonda lived to dance and danced to live. So I was willing to dance through the pain. And this is Rhonda's Good Feet story. Since visiting the Good Feet store and wearing our supports, I definitely have not felt the pain. My energy has just drastically improved. Dancing is just a joy. I'm still actually in awe. <laughs> Do what you love with art supports from the Good Feet store. Come see us at 2358 Nicholasville Road or at goodfeet.com. A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. Attention fleet owners, your vehicles are a traveling advertisement for your business. Keeping them clean and presentable speaks volumes about your business. With winter on its way, protect your investment with Hydrosphere Services, the only call you need to make to keep your fleet looking top-notch. With Hydrosphere, you're getting the best-in-class power washing service with the best-in-class commercial-grade equipment. Visit HydrosphereServices.com and fill out our online service form or call 219-2200. That's 219-2200. See us. We see it. Hear us. You just don't hear anywhere else. Reach out and connect with us. A feeling of, you know, connected and like I wasn't alone. Covering all the things we can't get to on air. Yes, I'm listening to you online. At WLAP.com. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the best of the Big Blue Insider. We're joined by Darren Williams, who helped pitch the Wildcats to a regional championship. And Nick Mangione told the story more than once during the tournament, Darren, that he said, when you transferred in, you came to him and said, what do we need to do to win a regional here? Which I thought was fascinating, given that you had been part of an EKU program that had had its ups and downs, and you had had your your moments over there, but they hadn't quite accomplished what they had hoped, and here you were looking for bigger things. What prompted you to go to Nick Mangione and say that? I think just in, in the entire transfer portal process for me it was early june of 2021 you know you're obviously watching the ncaa tournament as a kid in college baseball and you just want to be a part of that like those crowds the energy the atmosphere like that's what you want to be a part of um getting your taste to college baseball like i did at eku was great um and a ton every high school baseball player dreams of that and wants that but once you get in, you really want to excel. There's a difference between getting in and excelling in right. uh, college athletics. So when I hit the portal, I wanted to excel. I wanted to win, uh, be on a championship team. And so I'd, we just talked about what it would take to get Kentucky there because I had already committed by the time I 
came here. So I, I committed, and then a couple of weeks later, I came on my visit. So I was I was bought in to their system and what we wanted here. And I just asked him, you know, I knew I was going to be an influential guy in the locker room, one of the team leaders. And what do we need? What does it take to host a regional here? And he laid it out. We need 16, 17 SEC wins. Yeah. And, and just a group of dogs. And it, it seemed rather obvious that you should be a leader because you're you're one of the old guys. <laughs> you're your grandpa. But yeah. you can't just walk in and go, boys, I'm a leader. Everybody listen to me. What was that For process sure. like to earn that? Building relationships. Uh, building Leadership isn't being on a pedestal in the locker room right. saying I'm better than you. Do this. Go do this. You know. Um, it, it's building relationships with every single one of your teammates so that they can trust you one-on-one -on -one to have a real honest conversation about them. And then it, it's the ability to talk in front of the team and, you know, say what needs to be said, whether we're losing or winning. Um, and then, yeah, just last year during that stretch that we had, you know, all year long, I had built really good relationships with everyone in the locker room and, Obviously, they trusted me with the way I had thrown in the first half of the year. And then for me to go down, I I just kept trying to help the team any way I could. And I remember so many conversations with Sean Harney and Daniel Harper and yeah. you know, Tyler Guilfoyle and Jake Plastiak and Chase Eastep and Ritt and Danny and all those guys, Hunter Jump. I mean, everybody just trying to win, you know, do whatever I need to help to win. And, uh I, I, it helped in the end of last year, but yeah. it was a little too late for us. And you were so close. I mean, you're you know one or two wins away from postseason. And then at that point, I really felt like if you guys get in, and you just rattled off the names of some really effective pitchers, yeah. uh, Tyler Guilfoyle just blew up here at Kentucky, uh, and, oh, yeah. you, and you threw well. But I felt like if you guys got in the tournament where pitching is so vital, you had a chance. Oh, you had, yeah, you guys had a real shot. Yeah. At, uh, at at you know getting some things done, but you finally get in there this year, and you mentioned Hunter, and uh, I tell you, defense is fun to watch in baseball. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, it, it, it depends on the sport you're watching, but it's it, that that's where you see the real athleticism, I think. And no doubt, you played with Ryan Ritter, one of the greatest shortstops in the history of college baseball, literally, and yet. Grant Smith came in and just did tremendous things this year. And also, you got a, an Emilian Petre telling Nick Mangione, he needs to be the starting shortstop, not me, which uh -huh. made him a second baseman with a shortstop's arm. When you're pitching with guys like that behind you, that's got to be very comforting. It, it was. And I, I think it helped a lot of our younger guys pitch well this year, too. You, know, you, you have the relaxing calmness of hey if they hit the ball they probably are out yeah. you know if, if that ball's hit on the ground in the infield they're out so it, it it helps pitchers just pound the strike zone and as a young pitcher in college baseball like that's the first hurdle to get over yeah. is man you're gonna throw the ball in the zone sometimes and it's gonna go 450 feet that's just part of it right. everybody gets, everybody gives up home runs but to to a attack the zone over and over and over again and let top prospects all across the SEC just hit the ball into the ground and have your guys go make plays, it, it helps the pitching staff tremendously.
I got to ask you, you come back from LSU, and uh, the first game didn't quite go as well as you wanted. Second game, you put up runs. You just couldn't quite pull that one out. I really think you caught LSU becoming a buzzsaw at the time. Yeah. Uh, they've yeah. got the best pitcher in America. Uh, I don't know if they have enough pitching to go all the way in Omaha, but how difficult was that? What? How difficult was that road trip? I mean, to win two out of three in Baton Rouge in the middle of June is, especially with Paul Skeens. Yes, that's just not going to happen. I mean, that that was a tough draw. It was a tough draw for the Cats. It sucks that we got them, especially right now, man. I don't see Paul Skeens losing to Tennessee this weekend. No, I got L- I got LSU winning that first one, no doubt. Yeah. He's unbelievable talent. We'll be watching him in the big leagues here very shortly. Yep. I would within a year. Um, it was a tough draw, and you know, I've, I've said it a lot this week. You know, that was a hell of a way to go. Yeah, you, you, we had fifteen thousand crazy Cajuns screaming at us. <laughs> you know, yeah, and we caught a really, really talented team while they were hot at yeah. home. And, you know, it sucks that we lost, but it, it was a hell of a ride. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, you know, and like I said, you guys come back the second game and you battle. I mean, that was just the way you did it all year long. It's just a shame right. that, you know, you hit three out of the yard. A small ball team goes yard three times in Alex box, but yeah. you don't have anybody on base. But that's baseball. That's the way it happens. That's, ba- that, that's baseball. You yeah. Know, chips, you got to be good. You got to be healthy. You got to be lucky. And, unfortunately, that Sunday night, we weren't lucky, yeah. and uh, they got a couple breaks, and we didn't. Yep. Part of it. Well, one of the great stories coming out of this tournament was Mason Moore kind of, you know, announces oh, yeah. himself to the nation. And uh, I know how impressed you were. Uh, what, what kind of future does he have? He's unbelievable. I'll say this about Mason. The athleticism is off the charge. Charts. The kid scored 2,800 points in high school basketball, <laughs> you know. He he eat his diet might not be the best and dude's got a six pack of abs. It's crazy. <laughs> like what the kid he's funny, man. He's competitive. He's a gamer. He he knows he, he knows how to flip that switch. Yeah. You know, and I, that comes from playing another sport in high school basketball. I, I can attest to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know playing well, you, uh, a playing what what is it? No, I was gonna say you uh you announced kind of half in jest that you were ready if Calipari needs you. You got one more year, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was funny. I had to give had to give <laughs> you know the reporters that I've seen two times this year that all about Kentucky basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Well, yeah, so, Mason really capable of making guys hit the ball into the ground, which is what you yeah. want, and you could too. Yeah, I mean it's something both of us do is sink the ball. Um, and by God, he was he was throwing really good this last yeah. few weeks, three four weeks of, of the season. I don't know if I've seen a better three or four weeks. Yeah. And um, whether he gets drafted or comes back or whatever, he is going to be a star. And I, I hope to see him back in blue and white because he'll be. I could see him being a front line starter in this league. And hoping to get back to the Super, no doubt. Yeah, I fully agree. Well, uh, before I let you go and uh, before you head out to the golf course, uh, tell everybody what's next for you. You know, that's a really good question. That is a really good question. Um, I'm I'm exploring a couple things. You know, do you want to keep playing? Do do you want to go 
train somewhere to try to throw 100 miles an hour and get a shot at playing. I, I don't know if the draft is going to work out for a 25-year-old that right. doesn't throw with plus velocity. Right. Um, so maybe, maybe getting a job, you know, maybe um, just transitioning into the real world and um, trying well, to start the professional life. So, well, you'll have a, a graduate degree. Anything. That'll help, right? Yeah, I got the best degrees in the world. I got economics degree, a graduate certificate, statistics, and an MBA. So, you know, if anybody listening wants to <laughs> shoot me a DM for a job, just mine are open. That and a guy who can really help your company softball and basketball teams, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Darren, I sure appreciate you and I uh, enjoyed talking with you. As always, don't be a stranger. Keep in touch. And uh, no best, doubt. best I mean, of luck. You, you, come on. You know, you know, I probably plan to be in Lexington Good. for a little while longer. And next spring, if I'll be around KPP. I'm going to come talk your head off during BP. Good. Good. Have some, have some laughs like we always do. Excellent. That's great. Hour number two is next and the best of the Big Blue Insider. Big Blue Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider, hour number two. It's the best of the Big Blue Insider. Dick Gabriel with you, taking a little bit of time off. Here's a conversation I had back in May, late in the baseball season. I was talking to UK baseball PR man Matt May about this really special team. Matt, I know that you how much you enjoy baseball. You were a baseball player coming up. And uh, what has it been like with this team in particular? You've been doing this for a while, but there's just something about this bunch, isn't there? There is. And first of all, I'd like to say uh, I love the celebrity hotline. Thank you for uh, calling me a celebrity. That's, that's nice. That's a boost to my ego. Well, uh, what you need to understand is you're a celebrity while you're on the hotline. After you get <laughs> off, you're on your own. I need to be a celebrity at my house with my kids and my wife. I can't and help you there, brother. really on to something. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help you there, brother. Uh, yeah, I mean, my first year... It, was 2017 so i've kind of bookended oh. it uh, on doing things and you know i've seen the highs and the lows so i've seen it from from both sides and i think after that first year i don't i didn't have any concept of like how difficult it really is to put a team of this uh caliber together yeah. and um to get all things kind of going and pulling in the right direction i think that's only gotten harder in the nil era um i know coach mingione has constantly beating the drum of Mitch Barnhart talking about play for Kentucky instead of playing for, you know, anything else. And uh, this team has truly embodied that. I mean, I know that that sounds like a cliche, but uh, they've been an absolute, at least, you know, I'm not in the locker room every single right. minute of every day, but around me on road trips, I mean, anything you, we've asked them to do, they've done. Um, they truly, I've not heard one uh, argument or anything cross words between each other, which is exceedingly rare um, when guys are competitors at the level of college baseball players. Um, just a uh, an incredible team, and I think even better people. You know, I mean, the stuff that they do that fans have no idea about, um, and, and things that we're not really trying to. You know, that's not about us, so we don't even promote it. You know, that's that's something that you know the best deeds are often they go unnoticed sure. because you don't you don't want to make it about yourself. And uh, this team has been incredible. 
uh, with all that stuff. I mean, just an unbelievable mix of, of human beings first, and then they happen to be damn good baseball players as well. <laughs> that kind of helps. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting. You talk about road trips, and then, you know, I've traveled a little bit with you guys, and sometimes you and I are roommates on the road. <laughs> and, true. Uh, um, you know, when I first started doing Kentucky baseball, either I can't remember if it was uh, as the backup radio guy or, or a TV guy, Keith Madison suggested that I'd ride the bus with the team to a game over in Louisville. And he said, you know, that's the best way to get to know players. And it really is when you travel. And, of course, traveling with Kentucky means generally an entire weekend, as you know, for a three-game set, sometimes for a single game. But with me, it's been as far away as California. Um, and, yeah, when you're living together right on top of each other, uh, you can, it can go either way, as you said. And, yeah, these guys, you can tell around the batting cage how much they enjoy each other. And they've only known each other less than a year. What was it like in the fall watching this group kind of mesh? Yeah, I think one of the things that's made this team really good about that is, number one, um, Coach Coach Minge and the staff set an incredible standard and example um, from the very beginning. And it filters down through every aspect of the program and i think if you're a kentucky alum or a kentucky fan uh regardless of the results on the field you ought to be proud of that you know that that's something that if you want your university or your team to be represented in a first class way which i've never heard anybody that doesn't want that then this program has set a gold standard for that i mean from the very very, very top to the very, very bottom. Um, but I also think the leadership inside the locker room has been or has as much to do with that as anything. And when you've got guys like Darren Williams um, and then some of the transfers in, Hunter Gillum and Chase Stanky, and it's not always about we, – we all know that it's not about what you're saying, oh, do this, follow me. It's about what you do when nobody's paying attention. Right. Jackson Gray is another one of those guys. That's right. I mean, Devin Burks, they just go about their business and they work their rear ends off and they go to class. You know, I can't tell you how many times we've gotten home after a four day trip at three o'clock in the morning after an eight hour bus ride. Uh, and then those guys are in class in the front row of their academics on Monday morning at yeah. eight o'clock. You just don't have any concept of how hard that is. I mean, on a kid to do that for months at a time. I mean, to stay focused, to do all the little things that uh, don't show up on a game-winning home run. You know, I mean, there's just way more involved. And it's not just baseball. I mean, people don't talk about volleyball and track and soccer. Right. I mean, it's all the same. If you're, they think men's basketball or football where you're – jet setting all over the country and and uh charter jets and that's just not the way it is for most college athletes uh, and that's not a knock on basketball or football sure. i mean i also work with the football team and i travel that way with them oh yeah yeah but you know that's just part that that people don't see and just the commitment level you have to have and the people you have to have good people or else it, like you said it goes sideways really fast or it can go sideways really fast Matt May is joining us, Sports Information Director for Baseball. Uh, and the Wildcats, of course, tomorrow take on Ball State at noon. And were you, where were you in 06? Uh, you know, I got a few years on you, but I'm, were you with the Cats Paws still in school? I was, in, I was at the Cats Paws. I actually covered that game. Yeah, that was the first okay. thing I thought of. And ironically, uh, now I want to make very clear that I was not 
any great shakes. I mean, I was a decent ball player, but yeah. Ball State's coach, current coach, is in his second tenure at Ball State and actually recruited me yeah, I knew that, in yeah. his first tenure at Ball State. So it really kind of comes full circle for me. But I remember that they threw a uh, crafty lefty in the yeah. opening game, and Kentucky had to play out. They lost two to one, I think it was, yep. and they had to play out the losers bracket. And if you lose that first game, it's just really, really difficult. You know, you can survive as we did in 2017 if you lose the winner's bracket game on the second day. It's not, I mean, you don't like to do it, but you can. If you lose that first game, you know, it's it's darn near impossible to fight all the way back. And it's all about the pitching, obviously. Uh, No doubt. Just like, you know, whoever survives Hoover, it's more often than not because of pitching. Uh, And that's something about this team. And we'll get to small ball here in just a minute to the the chaos you guys like to use on the base pass and at the plate. But when people were asking me about this team early in the year, and I said, yeah, they bunt, yeah, they run, I said, but you got to understand – I said how good the pitching has been. And you've had your injuries, and everybody has injuries. But uh, And you mentioned Darren Williams, who's, who's just been a ramrod. But a lot of guys have pitched so well, and that's what gives you guys a real shot at the, at the regional this weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think that that's a credit, first of all, to Coach Dan Rozelle, yeah. um, pitching coach, but also in terms of the recruiting aspect of it. You know, one thing that, and all coaches try to do this, or most coaches, but he's recruited and developed guys at a high level, but he's also brought in guys who have different varying looks. You've got lefties, righties, you've got side armors, you've got submariners, you've got guys who are sinker ballers, you've got guys who are fastball, uh, mostly fastball pitchers. I mean, you've got guys who throw over the top. You've got all kinds of weird angles and different matchups and mixing and matching. And that is, to me, supremely important to strike throwers. Kentucky doesn't walk a ton of people. I mean, yeah, yeah, there have been games or series where they've hit some guys or walked some guys. But if you look at the national statistics over the course of the season, you know, Kentucky's staff has been as good as anybody at hits allowed per nine innings, uh, you know, the whip, you know, the walks, the hits by pitch, all that kind of stuff. And just limiting traffic is a massive part of that. I mean, you've got to be able to do that. Mississippi State came in here. And yeah, they had guys who every dude they rolled out there threw 93 to 97 or 100, but none of them could throw strikes. Yes. And Kentucky just absolutely trounced them over three days. It's just hard. If you don't throw strikes or throw it around the plate in this game, you cannot win, especially with TrackMan, with this era where umpires are so worried about, you know, if a ball is a quarter, you know, a fraction of an inch off the plate. I mean, the strike zones are tiny. You yep. call the games on SEC Network Plus. I mean, they are tiny. you got to throw the ball through a thimble a lot of times. Uh, and, you know, if you don't have guys who can do that, you're going to struggle. Hey, up until conference play began, when the, when the strike zones, like you said, get notoriously tight, I think you guys, according to your notes, were, were top 10, top 15 in, in not yeah. putting guys on base. It was remarkable. And that's why you're in every game. Or if you're behind, you're not that far behind. And you can come back. And here's another note about Dan Roselle I like. And Keith Madison talked to me about this on the show last night. And you know how much he knows about pitching. You know where you stand with Dan Roselle. And you were a pitcher. Uh, you know, you know, if you're not performing, you know how, you know why, and you know you're not getting the baseball. And then that's quite a motivating uh, way to motivate, isn't it? 
Yeah, umpires know where they stand with him too. That's but true. Uh, <laughs> so no, I, I think so. I mean, I think all you can, I heard Coach Minge tell this uh, to somebody today. Uh, he said, you know, in this day and age, you have to be upfront with guys. Like you have to, if a kid is going to be in the fall, is going to be your fourth second baseman or fourth middle infielder, you need to tell him that. Like, yeah. okay, hey, if. I love you as a human being and I would not be being fair to you if I'm not telling you the truth. And if that means that you need to make some decisions about your future, then so be it. But I can't, I'm not going to tell you blow smoke uh, at you and then you're disgruntled and everybody gets mad, you know, come springtime when you're not playing as much. I mean, it's just, it doesn't work. And I I respect that about him, that this staff doesn't pull punches. They're going to tell you, what's going on and how they feel and you may disagree with it but they're trying to make you better yeah. and they're trying to develop you cannot compete in the sec you know this you cannot compete in the sec if you do not have a tough mindset mm-hmm. if you are if you're gonna be whiny or make excuses or do those kinds of things you're not going to win in this league at a consistent level and they're trying to to build that at, at this place and that, that's not to say it wasn't here in the past but you you cannot win if you don't have overwhelming talent you can't win if you don't have a tough mindset matt may is my guest he is the sports information director for baseball and you're listening to the best of the big blue insider here on 630 wlap what's happening it is a harrowing sight in maui there have been more fatalities you expect the numbers to rise hunter biden the day's news the appointment of a special counsel is on camouflage and it's cover-up news radio 630 wlap the Livesey Group is a family-owned CPA firm conveniently located on Pasadena Drive near Nicholasville Road in Lexington. They can help with tax preparation for individuals, businesses, trusts, and estates, small business accounting support, including full-service payroll and outsourced bookkeeping services. All the Livesey Group services include free initial consultation and quotes. Bob and Bobby Livesey are native Lexingtonians. They are big blue fans and ready to serve you. The Livesey Group, your one-stop shop for accounting needs. Call 296-1913 or visit Livesey group.com the same great food you're accustomed to can now arrive at your door. The Cellar Bar and Grill on Lansdowne Drive in the Signature Club is open for delivery and Uber Eats. Check out our full menu online at CellarGrill.com. That's CellarGrill with an E.com. You can also follow the Cellar on social media or call us at 317-8301. From the Cellar Bar and Grill to your door tonight, call 317-8301 now for the Cellar Bar and Grill delivery. Hey guys, game's on! Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands or from your den... Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos. Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient, time-saving services like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto pay. So while the Cats' energies go to serving up wins... At KU, our energies go to serving you. For the health and safety of everyone, people are staying in their homes now more than ever before. It's also important that the air inside our home is as clean and pure as possible. The professionals at Atmosphere Air Quality are here for you. Whether it's duct cleaning to combat allergies, AC coil cleaning, even carpet cleaning and deodorizing, residential or commercial, call them today to set up a free video inspection of your air ducts. 388-4424. 388-4424. 4424 Atmosphere Air Quality, the experts. 
A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. <laughs> Hi, I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Pereira. Come join us for our podcast, Brand New. So what's really new about Brand New? Well, Stephen and I are not only longtime C-suite executives, we're friends. Because of that, we've got a lot to say about tech, entertainment, advertising, media, and marketing, what we call team. It's real talk from the inside, personal talk too, and it's meant for everyone rising in business or just interested in it. Just look for the brand new podcast wherever you listen. It's a brand new conversation you won't want to miss. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the best of the Big Blue Insider, talking with Matt May. He is the lead PR man, basically, the SID for baseball for the Kentucky Wildcats who open NCAA tournament play tomorrow at noon. You'll hear the game right here on 630 WLAP. At the beginning of our conversation, Matt, uh, you mentioned the way this team was put together through the portal. And we, we referred to 2017's regional championship team. And we talked a little bit about 06. But, uh, boy, the, the, the face of college athletics changing, obviously, dramatically with the portal. So now you're, it's a two, and it's a two way street, obviously. You got guys coming through the portal. Hey, how you doing? You're on the team now, but you got guys, you know, saying goodbye. So holding a team together is the challenge of every coach in America, no matter what the sport. Uh, and again, you got to tip your cap to Mingione and his staff for making that happen, you know, and, and putting this team together and, and with a lot of pressure on them, I might add. Yeah, and I think you have to, you know, it's no different in any other sport uh, in college athletics. You've got to walk a fine line of, you know, you've got to have enough talent and you've got to raise your level of talent, but you also want to bring, if that means you're losing some guys who are talented enough to be playing elsewhere or maybe not right where they need to be uh, here, then you've got to be able to let them go too yeah. without any hard feelings. You've got to keep... People don't come. One of the reasons I think, and you would have to ask the guys who have come here, but one of the reasons I think Kentucky has been successful in the portal is the culture that's been created in the locker room. And then on top of that, they've been, the guys who have been brought in have been allowed uh, to be themselves and to shine and be the best version of themselves. And I think let's not kid ourselves. Talent, you have to have talent to win. I mean, period, the end. But, Talent mixed with the right intangibles and the right personalities is darn near unbeatable in a lot of situations. And I think what this staff has done, first of all, uh, Will Coggin and Jake Scott and Coach Roselle and all those guys who are doing the majority of the evaluating and the recruiting, they all have an incredible eye for talent. Uh, but they also have an incredible eye and Coach Minge too for guys who are fits. You know, what, who are they? Like anybody can tell you anything in a short meeting, you know, that they can pull the, the wool over your eyes. Yeah. We all, we've all seen it in interview processes and everything else. But, you know, who are they at their core? And I think they've done a really good job of identifying and, and reading, wading through the BS and figuring out what a guy really is about and bringing in the right guys. And, and you hope that it all comes together in a year like it has. 
Um, but they've also done a really good job. He said something to somebody today uh, where he was like, I knew we were we were good, but I knew we had a chance to be really good and special when we ran off 17 straight because you cannot be a one-trick pony and win seven straight right. games or 17 straight games in baseball. You got to right. pitch, you got to field, you got to run, you know, you got to hit, you got to do all of it. And if you don't do all that in concert, if something is off kilter, you can't win that many games in a row. I think it was 22 of 23 at one point. It's just baseball isn't isn't a game where that's possible. So they've done a really good job of, of mixing and matching the parts and getting the best out of the guys they have. And what I noticed, and it's hard to miss, almost immediately with this team, and I came to Samir scrimmages in the fall, as you know, but uh, when the season began is it's the old baseball cliche, it's an adage, whatever you want to call it, but it's true. If you're strong up the middle, you got a real chance. And you got Burks behind the plate. You've got a terrific, maybe the best I've ever seen at Kentucky, uh, double play combo in Petre and, and, uh, and Grant Smith. And then Jackson Grant center field, who for my money has got to be on somebody's all American team somewhere in center field. But you know, you've got those guys. You're, you got a chance in every game when you throw in good pitching. And if, if anything carries you through this regional, Matt, I think that's going to be a big part of it, don't you? Yeah, and I think there's style of play, too. And if you're not going to be a team uh, or a program that can get five or six Tommy Whites like LSU can or play in a, ti- or t- play in a tiny ballpark where right. you know you can benefit from that, then you have to be able to make something your calling card. I think they did a really good job towards the end of last year and then this year of identifying, hey, just because we don't have guys who are going to hit 20 home runs, we can still – I mean, Kentucky finished in the top two in the SEC during league play, the toughest conference in America. They finished, excuse me, one-two in runs, batting average, uh, on-base percentage, steals, sacrifices, I mean, everything. So there are people who will detract from the small ball. That it's almost a negative connotation. Um, but I don't think it's that. I think it's versatility. You know, yeah. the, the name of the game is getting people on base and getting them home, right? I mean, that's that's the whole point of baseball, outscoring your opponent. And Kentucky has done that as well as anybody in the country. So what? That it's not, you know, hoping for two walks and a three-run bomb. Right. I mean, it's just as effective to do it other ways. And I would argue for fans, it might be even more exciting. I remember when we were at LSU earlier this year, and their fans could not – I can't tell you how many of them came up to us after the series – and said, we can't, we are so excited that you guys are leaving town because <laughs> n- nothing comes easy. You know, they, they just, they, they're, they don't want to see it. It annoys them. You know, they, their players aren't prepared for it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like the old, uh, it's like Patino's pressing teams. Nobody did that. So yeah. you have to prepare for it on short notice and it's hard to do. Yeah. It's really hard to do. Yeah. And a bunt. We, we talk about it all the time on the air. Uh, and it's funny because Darren Hedrick has kind of grudgingly come around after 10 years in pro ball uh, doing radio for, in the minors, you know, where a sack bunt is an automatic out in the college game. It's an adventure, you know, and you guys put so much pressure. And just bringing the corner infielders in, that changes the dynamic of the pitcher-hitter, uh, you know, challenge. So, yeah, it's fun to watch. Well, and I think the other part too, Dick, you know, and maybe fans as they watch it, they will, they'll notice this as well. But just because a guy squares the bunt doesn't mean that he's intending to bunt. That's we right. do so often where 
it's almost, you know, it's, uh, I hate to use the term fake bunt, but you're basically doing that to draw the first baseman or third baseman in. And then you, you know, then the next pitch, they're thinking about the bunt and you smack a, a 17 hopper past mm-hmm. them. You know, there's just, yep. there's so much strategy involved. It's not as simple as we just want to bunt a lot nope. type of thing. Nope. It's a decoy. You know, Absolutely. and then you've got guys like Felker and others who can pull off the slash play, which for my money is brutally hard. It's just show bunt, peel back, and smack it past somebody all in one motion. I mean, we've seen that this year as well. You love three-run homers, and you guys have done that once in a while. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, you, you, you win the way that you prepared to win. That, to me, is playing with discipline. Is, is playing the way you practice. But speaking of home runs, uh, you got a first baseman in Hunter Gillum who, and you've got a, we watched, we talk about this all the time, Darren and Doug and Keith and I, about the autographs your kids sign. They never leave till <laughs> every kid has an autograph. What is it about Gillum, Matt, that he is just connected with the Big Blue Nation? Well, I think, you know, much like he's far from the only one, Devin Burks is this way too. And yes. there's just two of the ones that are, that are good about this. I mean, they're all really good about this, honestly. That's one of the reasons I love this group is because of how much they give back. But they have these, you know, these people used to talk about Tiger Woods' smile, you know, like the megawatt smile, yeah. like it would just draw people in, even if it was, you know, even if people got sick of seeing it or, or whatever, that smile would just draw people in. I think that happens with Devin and Hunter to a degree. Uh, and they're also the hunter, especially is a big dude. I think people are drawn to bigger yeah. guys, you yeah. know, big strong guys. And uh, he plays with emotion. He plays with a a chip on his shoulder. He, he's a good looking dude. I think he passes all the tests of like why would someone be uh, drawn to him? You know, he's charismatic. Um, he has the nickname Captain. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. He's got all that stuff, and and people like that. And I think. Uh, then you have to have, you have to back it up with being a good person. Mm-hmm. And Grant Smith is the same way. That's right. I mean, he, he's another guy that falls into that category as well. And they just find ways. You would be, I mean, you know, you've got kids or and now you're a grandparent as well. No offense to your age, no but problem. they, kids just want to feel loved and they just want to feel noticed. And I think our guys do an incredible job of, doing that of making them feel special like they're the only person in the room uh or at the ballpark and they've done an unbelievable job of that from the very beginning no i I couldn't agree more i'm glad you mentioned Devin because i mentioned this last night he to me when it comes to playing the game of baseball is joy personified never without a smile and, and just plays every game like it's his last i mean you got a lot of guys who are like that though you know walt schmidt watching him and Gray run down baseballs in the outfield. McCoy's a great story and right had his ups and downs. Petre sitting all of last year, four at bats, 0 for 4 for the season. But he ends up an all conference performer and he's coming back next year. And coming back, more of the best of the Big Blue Insider here on 630 WLAP. When you order food for work on EasyCater.com, we've got your back. Real humans are here to help with your order every step of the way, making sure everything goes right, even behind the scenes without you knowing, confirming and double confirming with the restaurant that everything is on track. If there's a problem... 
Thanks for calling Easy Cater. Call us anytime, day or night, and we'll answer in seconds. We're right here with 100,000 restaurants, working hard to ensure the food arrives on time and is ordered. Order 24-7 at easycater.com. Wireless headphones. That'll be $200. I'll use my Capital One Quicksilver card. Now that's a hit. You used the Capital One Quicksilver card, which makes you the hero of every purchase. With Quicksilver, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere. I wanted running music, but unlimited 1.5% cash back is pretty heroic. Good instincts. Every hero needs a theme song. The Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Shamrock Bar and Grill on Heartland Parkway has always been your home for good food, great times, cold beer, and the biggest games on TV. But did you know you can bring that world-famous Shamrock atmosphere to your home? Shamrock's is now delivering food, growlers, and six-packs to your door. Find our full menu at shamrocksky.com or call their Heartland Parkway location at 245-9504. Call them up tonight for delivery. You can also have Shamrock's food delivered by Uber Eats. We've got the threat for a few strong thunderstorms on the move across the area this evening into the wee hours of the morning as a powerful cold front makes its way through the area. Taste of September coming in behind that. Temperatures overnight into the mid-60s. We've got a mix of sun and clouds, a shower or two around on a cooler northwest wind for your Tuesday. Temperatures only into the mid and upper 70s. Overnight lows by Wednesday morning into the 50s for that first day of school in Lexington during the afternoon. We've got a mix of sun and clouds and temperatures again only into the mid and upper 70s. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Bank of the Bluegrass and Trust Studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. Hey guys, game's on! Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands or from your den... Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos. Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient, time-saving services like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto pay. So while the cat's energies go to serving up wins... At KU, our energies go to serving you. Have you been dreaming of upgrading your home environment? Maybe a larger TV? A sound system so real you feel you're at the game? Music that plays throughout every room in your house, including the patio? Lighting you control with the touch of a button? This is Barney Miller, and our team of technology experts customizes technology solutions for Kentucky homeowners. Stop by our showroom downtown or visit BarneyMillers.com for more inspiration. At Barney Millers, if you can dream it, we can design it. For over 30 years, Northside Family RV has been Kentucky's number one RV dealer. We stock over 300 new and used RVs. Come see America's top brands like Tiffin, Jayco, Keystone, Forest River, Grand Design, and Winnebago. Don't miss out on our model year closeout sale going on now. Come in now and save thousands. Located at the corner of North Broadway and New Circle Road in Lexington, call us at 859-299-8386 or visit online at northsiderv's.com. Go Cats! You're listening to Big Blue Insider with Dick Gabriel on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome back. You're listening to the best of the Big Blue Insider. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider 457 4471. Join us on 859 457 4471. Tweet us at Big Blue Insider 1 or email us Big Blue Insider 1 at gmail.com. 
Joining us on our celebrity hotline is a gentleman who was busy over the weekend with Kentucky football. I mentioned earlier that there were national broadcasts of the Wildcats and the Gators and working as the color commentator and at times on-field reporter, Brian Milam from WKYT. How are you, sir? Doing well. How are you, Dick? That was a uh, fun weekend. I know Kentucky fans clearly would, would like to have seen it go the other way, especially uh, the last game. But uh, really high-level baseball. It's a lot of fun, isn't it, at the college level? It is. You got to see uh, a lot of runs scored in certain spots. Then you saw, like in game three, four, five and a half innings, six innings, you saw pitchers battle. You saw aggressive base running. You saw... Uh, tempers flare. You saw the long ball. You saw a little bit of everything. And yeah. as, as we get ready for the SEC tournament, Brian, as I've mentioned on the show before, played himself at the D1 level at Moorhead State, and uh, you played against SEC teams. I know so much has changed just in college athletics in general. College baseball still mired in the eleven point seven scholarships, but in terms of more kids staying in school, uh, more money being spent on facilities. It seems, Brian, like pitchers are throwing harder, although you can make the argument that they're they're gauging the, the pitch speed differently now. But uh, is college baseball that much more different than when you played? Oh, no question. Uh, the players, the, the one thing that stands out to me, how strong the players are up and down the lineup. When I played... Yeah, you had a few guys that would be able to run the ball out of the ballpark. Now, you can conceivably do it up one through nine throughout the lineup in most most teams. And I don't mean just running the ball 400 feet. I mean gap to gap, deep shots. Look at Grant Smith. I mean, how many guys hit in the eight or nine hole are second on the team in home runs? Yeah. But then you have a guy like Emilian Vitre who is – the cleanup guy who has one home run. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just a different dichotomy with UK baseball. But what, what, what we saw out of Florida this week was reminiscent for me, at least, of the gorilla ball that LSU imp- uh, in, in, included to the world in the mid-90s when that guy's got 27, this guy's got 15, that guy's got 16 home runs, yeah. the leadoff guy's got 15 home runs. Like, man. Where's the weak link in the lineup? And you see that a lot uh, throughout the country. But for me, being a guy who was not a power hitter, I love the fact that UK plays a style of ball that has been uh, lost to time, so to speak, <laughs> with stealing bases, sacrificing guys over, putting a lot of pressure on pitchers besides just trying to swing for the fences. And, you know, it's funny. You talked about strength because my broadcast partner, Doug Flynn, played 11 years in the bigs after three years in the minors and played at about 165, 175, something like that. Mm -hmm. Because back then, and, of course, we're talking now uh, about the 70s and 80s, uh, weightlifting was frowned upon, you know, because you don't want to get muscle-bound and people didn't really understand how to stretch. And and guys like Frank Howard and and those man, you know Dave Kingman were basically freaks, you know guys who could go yard on any pitch at any time. And now, as you say, you make a mistake in obviously the pros, but the college game as well, and and you you lose the baseball. You do, and I think with education and with with understanding that there's not just one way of doing anything. 
Back then, it was, well, if you lift weights, you must be a football guy. Yeah. Well, football guys are big and, and, and strong, but they only go in one direction. You need to be baseball strong. You need to have movement here. Well, fortunately for me, I played for a coach at Moorhead State, my first coach, who was a doctorate in exercise science. So he said, look, yeah, you hand strength is key, forearms, this and that. You don't have to be huge to lift weights. Lifting weights gives you strength, not necessarily bulk and mass. It gives you strength. And I thought, wow, I've never really heard about that mm -hmm. before. Yeah. And now here it is 30 years later after my freshman year, and now everybody is ripped to a degree <laughs> they can you get fisted on a pitch you can still hit the ball 250 feet if you get fisted uh back then the ball would lucky to be leaving the infield if you got jammed on one yeah yeah and you know in women's basketball as well i remember talking to debbie yow when she was the coach at kentucky and and was really encouraging her players to to lift more and they were afraid of you know how they look and you get all muscle bound and things like that but it's you know it's it's for the better now people in general have worked all that into their into their private uh workout routines we're talking with brian milam sports director at wkt and he worked the national broadcast over the weekend on sirius xm radio of kentucky and florida he and noah Britt. uh and as we said kentucky fans got a, a great look at high-level SEC baseball, and now the Wildcats turn right around, and, and it's tournament time. And you and I agree, I think, Brian, that, man, I tell you, one more win would have really helped the Wildcats because now they play an Alabama team that's really hot. Yeah. Th that is the one thing that as you get into postseason play. Does it matter how you finish the regular season I think it does to a degree. Uh, since Alabama has gone through all kinds of drama, they've won eight of 10. They've beaten, uh, they beat uh, Vandy two out of three. They beat, went on the road, beat Texas A&M two out of three. Uh, they are coming together at the right time. And, and UK is as well. Maybe the wins and losses don't show it, but. You lose game one to Florida, 10-3. You bounce back in game two, and then game three is a toss-up uh, through, what, five and a half, six innings before Florida puts a four spot uh, on you. And UK is playing well. Now, again, maybe the wins and losses down the stretch doesn't show it because they were kind of feast or famine. They, You know, you get swept by Vandy, but then you sweep South Carolina. Then you lose two of three to Tennessee in a series – really that could have gone either oh, way yeah. when you look at the end of the box score and the same thing for Florida with the exception of game one and uh, you know but when you get to the Hoover Met it is a stadium which when you factor in potentially the, the high heat and the heavy air of the mm -hmm. deep south mm -hmm. it can play even bigger than what it is and it's already a monstrosity of a field which does not give up a lot of home runs unless it's to true left or true right, but it can it can I think give UK a big advantage because teams do not move people over anymore. It's we're going to swing and swing and yep. swing and and try to bludgeon you to death. When we saw even Florida sacrifice bunted on 
Saturday. Yeah. Team that had eight sacrifice bunts all year, <laughs> and they used the small ball to uh, to get the upper hand. Yeah, I thought that was fascinating. Uh, you know, and Kentucky leads the world in sack bunts. You know, specifically the conference with you know fifty two or fifty three now, and and well, yeah, mm-hmm. Florida drops, but the situation called for it. It was nothing to nothing. With a man right. on second and nobody else. So that, that's what's great about baseball. We're talking to Brian Milam about the baseball Wildcats. And you're listening to the best of the Big Blue Insider here on 630 WLAP. It began with a desire for information. I love you, man. And a lust for conversation. I just can't get enough of it. And it's been a match made right here. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hey, Chef, look at all this stuff I got from Seaworth Superstore. New ovens, ranges, fryers, hood systems, refrigerators, back bar coolers, bar supplies, pizza equipment, kitchen supplies, sinks, and utensils. Uh, that's great, Barry. Just where are we going to put it all? Megan Adams here with Seaworth Superstore. And I want you to know that we don't just provide commercial kitchen equipment and supplies to restaurants, mobile trucks, caterers. Let's not forget about all the pool houses, concession stands, and many more. We have an in-house design team to provide you the expertise to design an efficient space. Seaworth provides CAD and Revit 3D drawings, giving you a virtual walkthrough of your space. We will work with your chef to design the kitchen to best suit their needs. And all of our new and reconditioned equipment comes with warranties. Visit SeaworthSuperstore.com. Stop in at 1403 Versailles Road. Or you can call me, Megan, at 859-269-5964. Seaworth Superstore, your commercial culinary connection. Got bugs in your house? Call IPM. This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. If you don't like pests in your home, we recommend our exterior quarterly maintenance service. We come out, treat the exterior, and keep the pest out before they have a chance to get in. We have technicians that are certified that you can trust and, and would be comfortable to have in your home. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at 271-8852. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. In fact, ZipRecruiter has helped a lot of business owners find their needle in a haystack. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. Because Telly Tires has grown a lot in the last few years, Marco needed to hire everyone from a receptionist to a store manager to a head mechanic. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. ZipRecruiter helps me keep my business running. Take it from Marco and millions of other businesses who've used ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash R-A-D-I-O. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. When is the last time you took a good look at your house? Actually walked all the way around and looked at the exterior. Mold, dust, weather can drastically change the way your home looks and cause damage. Hydrosphere Services is the first and only call you need to make. Hydrosphere Services are the experts in pressure and power washing, plus they are certified, insured, and trained to give you the best-in-class cleaning services. If you are a home or a business owner, make the call now to Hydrosphere Services, 219-2200. That's 219-2200, or visit hydrospheresservices.com. 
It began with a desire for information. I love you, man. And a lust for conversation. I just can't get enough of it. And it's been a match made right here. News Radio 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the best of the Big Blue Insider. Dick Gabriel with you. Here's more of my conversation with Brian Milam just ahead of Kentucky playing in the SEC baseball tournament. And Brian, you mentioned Hoover Met, and uh, I was down there. I've been down there several times, but uh, with the 06 Kentucky team that won the SEC title and had a lot of power, John Cohen and his staff warned those guys, look, do not try to get out of here. Do not try to hit home runs. It won't work. To your point about the, the size of the ballpark and how big it plays, and they all said the right thing. Yeah, Coach, okay, fine, we got it. And then they went out and they admitted later we tried to hit it out. And they got turned yeah. back around after two games. Uh, so that said, and to your point, this Kentucky team is built for this ballpark, isn't it? Not it's, I, And that's not why Nick Mingione put this team together. It's built for his ballpark, but it's a happy coincidence, isn't it? I think when you look at what wins – you even look at the College World Series in Omaha, old Rosenblatt Stadium, the ball flew out of oh, place. Yeah, yeah. The new park does not do that. Um, and I really believe with with the way you deaden the bats, the way the NCAA has put mandates, you, no more nuclear bats, yeah. and you have a huge ballpark, this is where fundamental baseball comes into play. You throw one away, you better back up the uh, the throws because a one errant throw could be a three-base error. You put the ball in play, a single or a double elsewhere, maybe only a single here in, in Hoover. You may hit one to the gap. Well, the players, the, the outfielders are playing farther back, so it may be a long single. You may be able to bloop a base hit in there and leg out a hustle double. I mean, it really plays to speed, I think, more than power. Yes, it does give up a couple of home runs, but it does not give you the home run from gap to gap in center field. You have to hit it to true left and true right toward the pole to really run it out of there. A.J. Reed hit mammoth shots down there in 2014, never got a home run. Yeah, But yeah. J.T. Riddle would pull one down the line, and he'd get one about 360, 370 down the line to get a home run. Um, but it, it does play big. And the way Kentucky can manufacture runs, I think, can come in handy. Now, that also means you got to play from ahead sometimes sure. and not from behind. Yeah. Because when you're in a bigger ballpark like that, I think if you are behind, that can cause some problems. Yeah, and Kentucky has come back several times this year. But... Yeah, there's behind and there's behind. I know what you're saying. You know, I mean, they were down 14 zip or something like that to LSU and put a bunch of runs on the board, but it was, it was way yeah. too much to overcome. Um, you, you mentioned uh, Grant Smith. Uh, I think one of the most impressive parts of this entire season, Brian, for all the talk of the offense, and I've mentioned this on the air several times, is Kentucky's defense. This is the best defensive team Mingione has had in his time at Kentucky, isn't it? Every year, I believe, if you look statistically, UK has improved 
from 2017 to 18, 19, and so forth. I believe the fielding percentage has improved or pretty much stayed the same uh, every year. And I think a big part of that, though, also deals with the AstroTurf. You don't have tricky hops. Yep. You know what you're going to get with the AstroTurf, and it's not the AstroTurf of old, which was just a carpet on concrete. Yeah. This one has some give to it, and that certainly, and we saw that heck. With the uh, squeeze play UK tried when Caglione just rolled the ball to the plate yep. with his glove on a grass surface where it may be wet because it rained all night. Maybe you don't get that play. Um, you get the true hop. You don't have lips uh, on the seams of, of the uh, dirt cutouts. You don't have that. But, yeah, that is, is, is good and all. But you still have to be able to field the ball and throw the ball. And I think Kentucky has really done a, a marvelous job keeping themselves in the game. And, Dick, you and I are St. Louis Cardinal fans and certainly of a different era when you did a lot of things. And those Cardinals teams a long time ago built on pitching, defense, yep. and speed. Yep. And that's what this U.K. team is. And that's, for me, one reason why they're so much fun to watch. Yeah, they really are. And as you said, when you watch this baseball over the weekend, this series, you saw a little bit of everything. Uh, and that's because they could do a little bit of everything. Uh, and, you know, we've talked as well about how they're pitching. Most pitchers from last year came. Now, if they had had Sean Harney come back and Tyler Guilfoyle, this would have been one of, one of the best staffs in the country. But still, he has been able to draw upon a lot of different arms. And you need that, brother. You've been down to Hoover. You've watched teams go through pitcher after pitcher, and by the end of the week, it's it's almost a last man standing in the bullpen, isn't it? It, it is to a degree, and I, I want you to go back and look at the U.K. schedule and look how many times when U.K. would win a series or would win just one game in the series, how many times it was game three. Yeah of the of that series or game two they would make adjustments and i was fascinated with looking at game one of florida to game two to game three you go back and watch and florida beat the tar out of uk in that first game yep. why they hit fastballs game two three you look kentucky was in the game the whole time because florida didn't hit fastballs UK's pitchers got them biting on off-speed, off-speed, off-speed stuff all the time. Kentucky has done a great job all year, I think, of making adjustments in games two and three of a series. Look at LSU. Game one gets, gets out of hand in the first inning. Games two and three, they're right there the whole yeah, way. Yeah. And I think the same thing for Tennessee. I think the same thing for Florida. Uh, for Vandy, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see the adjustments this UK team has made this year that I'm not sure were made in recent years past. The only series that I see real quickly where Kentucky didn't win the series but won the first game was Georgia, uh, yeah. and then the next game they lose three nothing. Next game six to two. So you know they were in all of those, but otherwise, yeah, LSU they win the second game. A and M. They win the third game. South Carolina, they sweep, of course. A couple minutes left with Brian Milam of WKYT. He'll be covering, keeping an eye, of course, on the SEC tournament, but covering high school baseball as well, regional tournaments underway. Any team in particular we need to be keeping an eye on? I think right now it's really wide open, at least in the starting with the Lexington circuit uh, in the 11th region. 
it, it is really wide open. And, and I think, and this is going to sound odd to a lot of people who just look at sports at the, as the headline, the Sayers Spartans are the best team in Lexington. Yeah. Baseball. How about that? And that, that's great. Uh, I think, you know, for, for years it's been Lafayette and then Dunbar and Catholic and LCA and Tate's Creek. And then, oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> there's this, uh, there's the, the, the Stanford of Louisville, of, of Lexington is, is wearing out everybody. They won the, uh, Class A state title and, uh, they, you know, Scott County has always been good, but here you've got Sayre. And I think that Kevin Clary is, for my money, one of the best high school coaches in the state of Kentucky. Sure. Not just the yeah. city, but the state. Everywhere that guy goes, he wins. Right. And, uh, you know, Lexington Catholic Baseball, they won their first district in a decade plus. 2012, the last time they won a district. Wow. Which doesn't, you say that and you're thinking, no, that, that's not right. Yeah. Oh, it's very right. And um, so that that's just fun to watch. And then softball is, is kind of wide open. You have some of the same old teams that are always winning 25 games here and there. But And some of the regionals started over the weekend. But here in Lexington, action picks up hot and heavy tonight. Uh, i got about two minutes left. But you and I, as we mentioned before, both grew up in Louisville. On this day in history, the Colonels win their, their state's only uh, big-time pro championship. And can you imagine... If, if the Colonels had made their way into the NBA? I think it, it would have been beautiful, especially at that time, because you look at the players on that team who went on to continue their NBA career at, at a high level. I mean, Artis yeah. Gilmore was playing great. And Dan Issel hung around for another, what, eight, nine yeah. years yeah. in the NBA with the Nuggets. and. Um, golly, and, and you know, one thing that Louis Dampier can hold over everyone's head for the remainder of the history of time, the all-time leading scorer 